parcel services operate from the lands of the Dakinyang people to the south, the Awabakal people to the east, the Waramai people to the north, and the Wanarua people to the west. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands where we work and live, and I pay my respects to the elders of these lands, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to Castle's inaugural podcast series, Embrace Your Otherness. This is a space where we will have both casual and in-depth conversations. And we talk about disability, about disability community members, leaders, activists, about disability identity, culture, work, and rights with an emphasis on challenging people, their perceptions, and raising their awareness about working with marginalized identities. My name is Brad Webb, and I'm proud to be both the CEO of Castle and your host for this podcast series. Castle is a non-for-profit organisation formed by members of the community to support disadvantaged people in the community. Castle first opened its doors as Castle Personnel Services in King Street, Newcastle in 1991 with the goal, and it was a modest goal, to place 30 people with mild intellectual, sensory and physical disabilities into open employment. Today, Castle has helped more people with disabilities, mental health conditions, chronic illnesses and injuries find work and live meaningful lives than any other organisation in the Newcastle, Hunter and Central Coast regions. Our vision is for a world where every person is able to contribute to society. It is a vision that drives our purpose, which is to create opportunities for everyone to be truly seen, supported and valued. Behind our work, we're driven by four central values. These values were created from the ground up with input from our participants, from our employers and from our employees. They reflect what we truly believe and are at the front of our minds every day. They are to be genuine, to look on the bright side, to never give up and to celebrate the wins. Castle currently has two service areas. One is the delivery of personal community and capacity building supports through our NDIS and related programs. The other is the placement of participants in sustainable employment with local businesses and organisations. We are funded to do this as a disability employment service provider, known as DES, through the Commonwealth Department of Social Services. And today, we're going to specifically explore Castle's disability employment services in more detail. Joining me today is creative visionary, experienced teacher and practicing artist Fee Madigan. Fee has a background in social and community work and has combined this with her passion in art, founding local business Artmania Studios in 2008. Fee, you were described to me as a force in diversity, inclusion and community and I really can't wait to learn more about that from you. Alongside Fee, I have my colleague, James Alexander, one of Castle's incredible disability employment service branch managers. James has been part of Castle for seven years, bringing 20 years of management experience from the hospitality sector and 13 years from the recruitment industry. His drive to create opportunities for people with disability has been inspiring and we will hear more about that today. James, I'm going to jump straight in and ask you to tell me more about Des, but particularly what you and your team do to support both participants and businesses. Uh, thanks, Brad, and hi, Fee. Hi. Um, okay, so uh, what, what we do at Castle and the team is essentially, I think, is we advocate uh, for those people to help them into sustainable employment opportunities. 
Um, and I think the way that we do that is by engaging with those participants, uh, listening to what their goals and aspirations are, and then supporting them on a journey through our program of service. And sometimes it's just helping those participants understand and I guess have the faith in themselves that they can do it. They can do more than they think they can do. Um, and when I say the, we advocate, we will go out and, and talk to an employer on their behalf um, because they may have you know, anxiety or just that lack of belief in themselves um, and see if we can then have a look at creating an opportunity of sustainable employment for them. Um, we can address all sorts of things, whether it be you know, access to their workplace, uh, we can look at workplace modifications, if it's something that might need to be amended or adjusted uh, to give them the best chance of being able to perform the tasks that are required. And we also then support the participant and the employer throughout their entire journey of employment. It's not just to get them the job, it's supporting them through you know, that process of maintaining that employment. And James, when people think about disability or talk about disability, they often have a very clear frame in their own mind about what that means. Disability might mean for them somebody who is in a wheelchair or disability might mean somebody who is, who is blind. It's a fairly diverse um, group of people. What kind of people with disability do you see coming through your doors? Yeah, you're right, Brad. Um, I think the majority of participants that we have, you know, it's more mental health um, than anything that's physical. And I guess that makes it extremely difficult because the unseen, you know, disability doesn't seem to, you know, attract the same um, as a physical disability does. And I think it's harder for people to understand. Um, and I think there's that certain stigma that goes with that, which I think sometimes is why people, you know, don't like to disclose, you know, their disability or have that transparent, open conversation, um, which I think then also makes it a little bit difficult for employers because without that transparency or that understanding, it's difficult to, for them to know how to support them. But, you know, with one in five Australians, you know, basically identifying as having a disability, um, you know, I think employers also uh, need to understand that there's already people probably in their employ um, who would fit that, definitely. you know, definition, yeah, yeah. Definitely. One last question before I jump to Fee, and that is it, you kind of referenced it before about the, how daunting it is for somebody to, to take that first step, for a participant to believe in themselves, to, to want to come to you. How do you and your team make that experience less daunting for people? What, what, what is the special thing that you have that helps people get over those barriers to engage yeah. in? Look, I think it's, um, and I think it's for most people, not just with people with disability, but stepping into a new environment, you know, something that's unfamiliar um, can be, you know, quite anxious for people. Um, so I think, you know, the team at Castle support those people with that in mind. So if we can be there with them, you know, during the interview process, if we can be there with them on that first day of employment where they're getting to meet the rest of the team, 
um, having a look at the, you know, the workplace where they'll actually be working and then supporting them getting to learn those new tasks as well. Um, I think that um, is really the key of setting it off on the right foot um, to enable that transition, that induction into that new workplace, that new work environment. I think that's the key. Definitely. Um, And then, you know, it's incredible just to sit back and watch how those participants then, you know, blossom in that new work environment with their new friends that they now work with and the camaraderie, you know, where I think it's understood in the workplace that, you know, everybody, you know, should be treated equally. We can't place anybody into employment without employers, uh, a critical partner in the uh, work that we do. And Fee, you first started partnering with Castle back in 2015. And since then, you've employed, I understand, around 11 participants. That's right, yeah. Can you tell me what drew you to Castle and to the DES program in the very first instance? Well, as um, initially back then, as a sole trader, um, any person running a small business will really understand that, you know, it's tight. You know, you're a sole trader, you're the sole person running that business and all of a sudden you've got some growth and it's like, oh, I need, I need help. I need another person. How am I actually going to to do that. So I have a lived experience, so I'm very well versed as well as having a background in uh, employment uh, and training. So I knew there'd have to be some support out there. So it was more about researching what I could find. I came across Castle and made a phone call. So, and that's where it first started. So that I actually had uh, a young lass who had also a lived experience of uh, and a disability and she came on deck and and um ended up being a trainee and um yeah she stayed with me for a number of years so as simple as making a phone call and you started that journey with us what what has castle done for you as an employer as a business in in terms of making that process of employing with people disability with disability easier and and more beneficial for your business. Yeah, so I think um, in relation to Castle and and um, my dealings with a number of different people that I've um, have supported me through the process of employing someone who identifies of having a disability is one. Um, they're very open to um, my needs in terms of as, a, as an employer, what the position is and matching someone that they feel may fit that role. So I've, I've probably taken on board nearly all of the matches that have come across, but may, maybe one or two, I haven't. Um, the next stage of that was, okay, well, they might attend with the participant to actually the interview they might then have a discussion with me and the participant about, okay, well, what does a participant need? What does the employer need to make this a win-win situation? And through that process, yes, okay, there's the financial support as well for a small business. That's great. But my theory is if you're giving someone an opportunity that hasn't had that same opportunity and has been roadblocked all the way along purely by being classified as having a disability, then they're so grateful and they will go that extra mile. They will be one of the most loyal employees you have, um, providing the supports there and their role is clear and identified. And when there's a hiccup in the road, then it's 
Okay, let's call Castle and see how we can actually turn this around to make it a win-win situation again. Um, so yeah, I think it's really about that open communication, being uh, an employer that you can actually walk up to and talk to and say, hey, you know, I'm not traveling very good at the moment. Okay, well, let's talk about that and what does that mean for you? Um, so yeah, I think it's really about being open and, and um, having the support of Castle certainly made my life heaps easier. Mm. You referenced a couple of points in there that I think are worth drawing out. One is um, you're working with a team of people at Castle. There's a, a range of experiences and backgrounds, uh, life experiences. We have staff who themselves have had a lived experience with disability and they bring all of that knowledge and experience to the table. Um, and many of them have worked in businesses or had businesses of their own. In fact, James, your own background, you're very familiar with managing large businesses, the needs of employers, and that must bring about a special relationship between you and your employer partners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, you know, when you've been in that situation where you've had any new employee, you know, coming on board, um, the same principles, you know, mm. apply. Um, but you just need to be, I think, you know, as you say, Fee, more open and have that communication about anything extra or additional um, that may be required. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you have that background, um, it does help with understanding what it's like, you know, to induct or onboard, you know, a new employee. Yeah. Because I don't think it's, it's not an easy task. There is effort required from the employer, from the participant, from Castle to make that match work. It's not, it's not always smooth sailing and employers need to have a particular uh, willingness and a desire to help. And I think uh, Artmania Studios' mission, if I'm right, is to provide a supportive and inclusive environment for everyone that wants to explore their creativity. Sophie, how, how do you do that as both an individual and as an employer, create that space that makes it possible for people with disability to, to engage? I'd like to say it's luck, but um, it isn't. It's a lot of hard work by not only myself, but my team. Um, I'm very fortunate with the staff that I have um, and their philosophy is, you know, I guess it's mine that they've taken on. So it's really important that um, Artmania Studios has a welcoming environment to everyone. Um, we know, you know, some people don't find it easy to get out of their, their own home just through simple social anxiety or, or other um, issues that they may have. So making that first step through the, through the front door can be an issue for anyone. So it's really about from the moment that you actually walk in, you can feel something different. And it's that community that we've managed to create and maintain that um that gives us that you know oh this is a really comfortable feeling yeah i'm okay oh wow look at the artwork so then once they step through that door and they go yeah i'm okay and they see the artwork it kind of just dissolves from there so that's not to say people still don't have anxiety but it's it's more of a, a magnet to try and keep that person walking forward through the doors so with um employing staff it's the same principle um, so say for example um, Castle might refer someone to us for a potential job vacancy we'll have a small discussion before they come in just um, give me a rough idea on the individual 
um, obviously resume, we'll read through it. <coughs> and I've had people come into those interviews and they have been scared out of their wits. Mm. Um, they may come with their support person from Castle Personnel, but one of the things that sitting in front of three strangers being interviewed can be daunting for anyone. So through that process, it's like, okay, we're going to make this as formal, informal as we can. Would you like a glass of water, tea or coffee? You know, just to be really mindful that take a deep breath, it's okay. We don't have to rush it. And just to be mindful about taking that care uh, initially so that you're actually going to get the person to deliver the best of themselves in that sticky environment that can be really daunting so yeah i think that creates fee you know having sat in on some of those interviews you open the door you know to make that person feel comfortable and then start to talk about you know some of um the areas that they may need you know additional support Supporting. with yeah yeah that's right james and, yeah. yeah and i think it comes back to having a really good working relationship with castle as well has made the difference because for one, you know my environment now with the, uh, and you know what my expectations are to some degree. And you can just look at a person, you go, oh, they might be a really good fit for art mania. You know, it's like, okay, well, give us a sing out and let's have a look. So I think one of the hardest things that I've come across in terms of my own self-reflection as a person and as an employer is that the culture is slowly changing but we need to change it faster i mean you've got um people who want to just belong and be a part of something that is meaningful to them and you know a lot of employers see potentially the disability as the main person not the actual individual themselves so then it's like well hang on a minute that person has um, a lot to offer in terms of transferable skills how do you actually incorporate that and get rid of that old culture of seeing the disability first rather than you know the person for their transferable skills and what they can actually offer to the team we had a lovely conversation off here beforehand about the role that art plays in actually taking the focal point away from disability and into the artwork and that meant that people with disability and people without disability could be engaging before they realised there was a difference between them in terms of disability because the artwork was the focal point. And that's a really important part of the process for us to get that conversation with employers changing and shifting. James, a lot of work goes can go into the process of getting a participant from the first inquiry at Castle into the front door of an employer. Some are gung-ho, ready to, ready to roll, ready for the interview but others take a longer period of time to get ready. Can you talk us through some of the things that you and your team do that help prepare people for that first interaction with an employer? Yes, certainly. Um, so a lot of, you know, background goes in from our case management phase where, you know, they work with uh, the individual participant to have a look at their barriers and ensure that they're being addressed as best they can. Um, and then from that point, we make sure that, you know, their resume is up to date. We would run through some interview questions with them, some mock interviews to build their confidence and to know what to expect. Uh, we would then walk them through if it was a particular employer that had made an inquiry. 
um, through that employer's business and, and basically talk about, you know, what the business is about, what their mission is, what, what's their core um, values that, that they're offering, and then the role and the tasks that would be required so that we can start to flag if there are going to be any areas that we would need to talk to the employer about beforehand um, and just say, look, you know, we may need to have a look at putting some strategies in place um, until this particular participant becomes, you know, comfortable with the work environment or comfortable with the task so that they can actually um, perform at the expectation of the employer. And yes, you're right, Brad, um, sometimes that might be helping that participant actually get to the interview uh, because they may not have transport themselves. Um, so the team will look to transport them, walk them in through the front door, and if the participant gives their consent and the employer's happy, you know, we can sit in as a support person during that interview process. Um, and if they, you know, um, are a bit anxious um, or need a little bit of prompting along the way, having that relationship with the participant, we can help tease out a few things that would be helpful to the employer to be able to then, you know, make a well-informed decision if this participant is, you know, the right person for the job that they've got available. Mm. That fear is very real from the employer perspective as well, particularly for a first-time employer or an employer that's had a negative experience with, uh, with working with people with disability before because they weren't supported or not. When, Fee, when you first came into working with Castle, had you employed people with disability in your, in your work? Um, no, I hadn't. No. Um, so the very first um, person was, was only myself and then I was employing someone to help. So, no, I'd... Um, I guess my approach to employing someone with a disability is probably a little bit different to um, the norm because I am background in disability education and so forth. So I was quite willing to accept and knowing full well that potentially I may have to change things a little bit to accommodate any certain um, physical limitations, etc., for an individual. So. Um, I was right from the get-go fine with, um, you know, I didn't have any issues around that at all. And I find that um, as time progresses, it's, you know, it's more about, well, when we have a vacancy, we send it straight over to Castle first before we actually um, advertise simply because it's like, well, you guys have always provided um, a top-notch service. And, you know, the other thing about that is that they're not just with us for six to 12 months, we've got some that have been with us for four or five years now. So, you know, when you, when you look at that loyalty and that, mm. that growth of experience, not to mention they may have started off just on a, um, a general average um, position and wage salary to now we've got a couple that are in management positions. So when you think about that, it's, uh, it's quite, you know, it's like, yeah, look at that person shine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, yeah. And it's been incredible to see the growth of your business yeah, you yeah. Know, over those years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I actually like the fact that um, because we've dealt with Castle, so they've come on deck right from, you know, when I first started employing people to now and they can still see, you know, oh, wow, she's still with you. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah, but she's a manager now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that that's that's extraordinary, and I think that um, they're the stories we yeah. need to yeah. we need to hear, because there are around four point five million people in Australia who uh, experience a disability, and as as you said, James, that's about one in five Australians. Only fifty four percent of those people are in employment, and in fact, the unemployment rate for people with disability is twice that of people without disability. Um, I think we were all pretty thrilled when Dylan Alcott was named yeah. the uh, 2022 Australian of the Year. And in his acceptance speech, he really he issued a few challenges to uh, to society and to government, but one of those related to employment. And on the issue of employment, he said, um, this is a quote, guess what? We're not just ready to work. We're ready to take your jobs, all right? We are coming, we are coming, but we've got to get those opportunities. James, having a job is a powerful opportunity. Can you share with us some of the changes you've seen in participants when they get a job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's the part of the journey. Um, as you say, one of our values is celebrating the wins. Um, but to see the transformation after somebody has gained employment and the changes that it makes to them as an individual and to them, their family, um, is really, I guess, you know, the why we we do what we do. Um, but, you know, I've seen, you know, participants say things like, for the first time, I'll be able to buy Christmas presents for my kids. Um, I've seen people um, that have been, you know, living rough, now able to have, you know, safer accommodation available to them. Uh, participants that didn't have a car, um, and lived a bit out of town and transport was a major issue for them to be able to save to buy a vehicle um, so that they're able to transport themselves to and from work, open up more opportunities for them. Um, and I can remember, you know, probably the, the first participant um, that I placed when I first started working with Castle, um, the thing that stuck with me was she came into the office, she was so excited because she bought herself her first handbag ever. Um, so, you know, it, it can be small or it can be massive, um, but absolutely, you know, the, the benefits of having employment, I, I think is a right that everybody should have to have that social and economic participation um, is something that, you know, everybody should have as a, as an, mm. as a right. Something we can easily take for granted. Um, absolutely. And, and from an employer's perspective, Fee, what, what changes do you see uh, in the people that walk through your door uh, and then to have spent times, and you've hinted a couple of those, you know, and, and people rising through the business and in management positions, but what do you see as the greatest changes? To be belonging to something that is meaningful to them, to be, um, to be seen as, as a valued person, to be seen as part of a team, um, to be respected by their peers in the workplace um, and to have a voice. I mean, unfortunately, so many don't have the option to have a voice purely because of the culture behind um, the disability sector and, and um, they are seen to be different um, and it's wrong. So. When you start to, like I, I look back at and one of my staff members, she never had a job ever and she was early 20s and suffered from a, quite a severe mental health issue um, along with anxiety and depression and all the rest of it. And um, she 
came in as a volunteer. She asked if she could come in as a volunteer and I sorted it all out with Castle and she came and did a couple of days volunteering. And the work that she volunteered and completed in the time she was there, I said, we got to pay this one. Mm. So then we went back through Castle and we said, you know, we want to offer her a job. So it wasn't her actually looking for a job in the beginning. She just wanted to be a part of something and she was very creative as well. So that's why it was obviously an attraction for her in the beginning. Um, so yeah, she started and she started on 15 hours a week and I think she's up to about 25 hours a week now and she's one of the, the most loyalist, considerate part of the team that we have and very well respected by everyone. Um, and you would never think that this person, how she portrays herself now is as confident and she's, hi everyone, she says hello to her in the morning, she'll go out of her way to help other people. To where she first came in is totally different. The confidence, the, you know, just the, yeah, she shines. So it's like, and there's many stories like that in the studio and, you know, from staff as well as participants and it's just incredible. It's, um, yeah, I mean, that's the kicker for us. It's like to see someone grow like that mm. uh, and to know their worthiness and believe in themselves, yeah, that's the best thing. And an important part of that is not coming in then with a prejudgment, is there, on anybody's, the level of somebody's abilities because sometimes the very act of having a job unlocks that potential in a way that other things could never, yeah. could never do. Uh, and I think it's easy for people to, on the outside, be looking in and going, well, they, pe people should just get off their butt and get a job or, you know, that, that, that shouldn't be a barrier. It can't be that hard if, if there's a job for anyone who wants it. But we've seen time and time again that with some gentle support uh, and that, that idea of giving people a hand up, not a hand out, really works. And nothing is more fulfilling for Castle than to see somebody grab hold of a job and fly and we never see them again because they've gone into yeah. the world yeah exactly yeah. and i just think like you know i just think it's, it's like you know the culture has to continue changing and we need to do it faster it's like yeah in terms of parting words fee if, if, if you're out there listening to this as an employer thinking gosh maybe i would like to do this maybe i would like to try this disability employment service thing and give it a go what words of encouragement or advice would you give potential employers? Do it now. Don't hold back. Um, make the phone call, chat to Castle um, about how you can actually incorporate someone of worth and equality into your business and gain the loyalty that you may not otherwise gain. So, yeah, get on the phone. <laughs> James, yeah. what would you say to an employer who's thinking about coming along and uh, engaging in disability employment services? Yeah, look, I, I would say that it, it makes good sense. Um, you know, it's an untapped talent pool that's out there. You're not alone. There's support to help you along the way. Um, don't be afraid. Um, you know, create an opportunity and give someone a go and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised of the outcome and the reward that you get from mm. it. Yeah, and I also think, just tapping in on what you said there, James, is like <clears throat> have a conversation about your serious concerns about, you know, well, I'm really afraid about doing this because what if this, what if that? Well, it's just um, 
yeah, contact Castle and get them to actually and talk through those processes because it is a real concern for some employers to think that, oh, it's going to cost me more money to actually have someone on with a disability, etc. And, you know, what about, what if something goes wrong? And But there's all, there's risk management strategies in everything. And it's like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Give someone a go. And I think sometimes too, Brad, it's been said from, um, you know, some employers that they fear that it might um, be an increase of workers' compensation, whereas statistically it's proven you know, people with disability um, are safer at work than, than people yeah. that don't have a disability. And I think a lot of that has got to do with the fact is that, you know, in a lot of uh, instances, you know, they have that, that lived experience of being able to manage, you know, um, and are able to do that in any environment, so. Yeah. So, so, so what I hear you both saying is, is it's, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be a bit worried about this. Totally. But it's not okay to let that stand in the way of yeah. picking up that phone and having a talk to Castle about what we might be able to do for you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And given that we're here for people with disability and it's all about our participants, um, what are your words of advice, James, for our participants who are thinking, maybe I could, maybe I could do this. This sounds all right. Yep. Look, I think there's, and as Fee alluded to, there is still that stigma out there. Um, but I think the only way that we can break that is by being transparent, having those conversations and not to, you know, again, they're not alone either. You know, there are, there are providers and certainly Castler out there to help support them, you know, in their journey. Hmm. Um, and we can help, you know, guide them along the way. So... Yeah. You know, give it your best shot, and again, you know, you'd be surprised. I think at at what um, you know you can actually achieve by giving it a go. And don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. You have a voice, and you're entitled to use it, just like everyone else. So, step up and use it. I don't need to ask then what your advice for participants no, is. I just <laughs> think, you know, take a chance, do it. Yeah. To both of you, thank you so much for being on our inaugural podcast. It has been an absolute delight to talk to both of you. Fee, thank you for being you. Thanks. And for Artmania Studios being the organisation that it is and leading by example and getting out there and being such a passionate advocate for people with disability and for the role of employment for people with disability. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Brad. And James... For the work that you do, for the work that your team does, for the work that all your colleagues do, thank you. Um, it transforms lives. It's incredibly satisfying uh, to be part of an organisation that is giving people those opportunities. And thank you for uh, stepping up today to the mic. Uh, and, Thanks, Brad. And I really, to our listeners, also say thank you for bearing with us through this. We were um, all a bit nervous about our first, yes. first time in front of the 100%. microphones. <laughs> yeah. But I think that they'll agree with me that it was a really interesting conversation and possibly just eroded some of those barriers people might have in their own mind or some of those stigmas that they're carrying with them as to the role and the value of people with disability and the sheer value and importance of employment to all of us. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Fee. Thank you.